earliest memory of Dirk, it was probably probably a year he was playing with Steve Nash. I kept hearing somebody named Dirt, like with a T. So I was like, why is there a dude named Dirt in the league? And then I, you know, I found out he was actually pretty good. So. All right, so it's Mike, it's Bobby, it's the four-pointer, as we're still trying to figure out which uh, file category we save things as on our computer. This one's going under the four-pointer, so I'm hosting it. I'm bringing it in, and uh, we have something special for you, which is an interview with the one, the only, DeAndre Jordan. And I don't know about you, Bob, but uh, it's still sinking into me that he's a Dallas Maverick, seeing as I've only seen him play in uh, you know, some cloth that has a Dallas Mavericks emblem on it for all of 20 minutes, maybe, this season. But I'm excited about the dude. It's real, man, and it's happening tomorrow. It is like tomorrow he is going to be, I guess, two days from now, he'll be playing basketball in a Mavs jersey for Rick Carlisle in this building, in this city. Like, it actually happened this yeah. year. Just hanging out with them at the, the golf tournament, the Mavs Masters is where this interview takes place. And, and, and despite what DeAndre might have said, it's, it took place at Hackberry Creek. Yes, Hackberry <laughs> Creek. Everyone knows all the golf courses around the Metroplex, I'm sure. Yeah, especially DeAndre. De- that's, that's, that was part of the pitch to him is yeah. showing him all of these we golf We have courses. a lot of golf courses, guy. We I, do. don't know, I don't know what y'all do in Houston yeah. or in L.A. We got us some golf courses. We have a, we have a lot per capita. Uh-huh. And some th- have you had tacos? Have you ever eaten a taco? I have. I have had a We, we had make a taco. some tacos and barbecue, too. So yeah, Shout out to Whataburger, by the way, for catering oh, some delicious taquitos this morning at the Mavs wow. Masters. It was great. And I, I don't know if people are even aware of what the Mavs Masters is. It's a golf tournament. It is uh, a lot of corporate sponsors go out there. So if you or someone you know works for a company that sponsors the Mavs, get in on that because it is great. You go out with a group of people. You go out, you play 18 holes get to meet all the players some of the players even play Devin Harris played today JJ Barea from what I understand normally plays but he's out trying to trying to qualify Puerto Rico for the World Cup so uh it is a great 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 day and you get to uh, meet Dirk you do you get go to right around take a picture with you sometimes be, be the swell guy that he is yeah hit some balls uh, out yeah. there uh Cody Miller McIntyre was learning golf we we saw history Mike the first golf swing that actually connected with a golf ball of his entire life. There were dozens before he finally connected, but he did connect. It was spectacular, as it might sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not taking any of those guys. Like, if we're, ta- if we're playing a skins game out on the golf course, a little golf lingo for you, Bob. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not picking any of the maps. Okay. <laughs> and then wow. I saw today. Maybe Devin Harris, maybe Dirk, maybe some of the old heads got some game, but... I think Wesley, it was Wesley who said that JJ's pretty good. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he said so he's maybe Maxie or someone, someone said that. Yeah. But uh, DeAndre was out there, and we got a couple minutes of his time. We've been trying to uh, get with the dude, and obviously he's busy, and he's going to be uh, getting his affairs in order and uh, you know just preparing for the season because he's about to be in Dallas for a whole lot of days over the next you know five, six months. Um, something that excites me about DeAndre, not only is he a really stinking good basketball player, but the position of center 
And I think every podcast we've done, I've brought something up of this nature because it's just been something that's been living with me over the last five seasons. And whenever I watch a Mavs game, it's something you just kind of concede. You kind of let uh, let the team go ahead and take that first uh, first rook from you. So you can kind of, okay, I know this is going to happen. This chess match of playing without a traditional center, um, playing with, you know, Powell playing 21 minutes. I guess you would call it at five last year. Maxi playing 17 minutes. Nerland's in there for 16 minutes whenever he was playing. Sliding Dirk up to the five. None of it is necessarily the way that NBA basketball for most outposts and most teams happens. And so you have all these little tricks that you try and pull to uh, circumvent the fact that I don't have a guy that can go out there and give me 10 rebounds a game. I don't have a guy that can protect the paint necessarily in a traditional sense. All that's gone. All that's the past. Because DeAndre Jordan is here for at least this season. And he's stinking good at all of the above. So I want to see what this team is, what Rick Carlisle's system is with a traditional center, and especially one of his ilk. So that's the thing I'm most excited about. Obviously, his talent is probably a top three thing that I'm excited about, but just watching Mavs games and not being uh, traumatized by what they're having to overcome at this center position is, is right up there with it. Because at the end of the day, DeAndre, even though he just turned 30, he is one of the very, very best. Uh, we don't need to get into the ranking thing, but if you're starting a team and you want a center, he's one of the guys you think of Yeah, because he is, he's that good. He's a rebounder. He is fierce. And uh, he's not afraid of anybody. He's big. He's strong. He has the highest field goal percentage in NBA history by almost eight points. That's crazy. It is crazy. And uh, I know there's been a lot of stuff about his defense, but last season, if you look at the Clippers injury report, it was basically six names on it all year long. They they were not healthy. They were going through a transition, and it's just all, all of that is behind him. He is mm-hmm. in a situation now that is going to enable him and uplift him, and he is one of the very, very best players at his position in the NBA. Think of all of the times the Mavs played the Clippers in the last 10 years, especially you know seven, eight years when DeAndre kind of rose to power. And you thought, how are we going to slow that guy down? How are we going to keep him from dunking it seven times and from getting 20 rebounds? And now not only do you not have that problem, but you've given that problem to all the other teams in the NBA. Because yeah. there's only a few people that can match up with him. So, yeah, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. And as excited as we are, I think you know you'll hear him talk about it in a minute. But I think he's excited to get going too. You know, he's he's in a new chapter of his career. He's in a new city for the first time. He left his old team. The Clippers were going through a transitional period last mm-hmm. season, and he's somewhere now where he is. He's not only wanted, but he's needed. And uh, there is talent around him that's going to help make him a better player, and he's going to make them better as well. It's just, I, I don't know. They've, the Mavericks have really set the table well to have a fun and good team, and I think DeAndre is completely on board. The last center for the Mavericks to average more than 25 points a game was Zaza. 25 minutes. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, Zaza, Pachulia in 2016. Before that, the last center to average 30 minutes per game was Tyson Chandler in 2015. The last Mavs center to average 10 rebounds a game, Tyson, in 2015. That's the only time it's happened since the year 2000. Are you serious? Yes. I didn't even go further back. I didn't go into the 90s. The only Mavs to average 10 rebounds or more is Tyson. Wow. I I bet Popeye Jones might have done it once or twice. But, yeah, I mean, dude, like, 
it's one of those things where the second he steps on the floor, he's going to be the most, probably the most accomplished oh, big sure. man in Mavs history. I mean, Tyson had a brilliant career, especially once he once he left after 2011. He went to New York and won Defensive Player of the Year. I believe made an All NBA team, mm-hmm. and he came back and he was really sneaking good. But DeAndre is done that three times. Yeah, three All NBA teams. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what four or five All Star teams, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, dude. He's really, really good. Yeah, and uh, when you think about the fit, um, I was thinking about the Clippers and how they used him, and it's it's exactly what you think. There's no like trickery going on, right? He gets a lot of offensive rebounds. That's his most used uh, offensive possession is offensive putbacks. Uh, pick and roll, obviously. Uh, a lot of um, what Synergy would label as cuts to the basket, which are really just him in the dunker spot. Pick and roll kind of stagnates. He kind of like drifts over there and acts like you don't see him and then runs baseline and throws it down your head. Yeah. And it's awesome. And so you think about how he's used with the Clippers and Chris Paul is one of the best point guards that's ever existed. Yeah. That's ever breathed air on this planet. Well, now we've got a handful of ball handlers. I think Dennis is the obvious one. Luca, I think will be, would be the second best ball handler on the Clippers. Um, in that run that he had with the Clippers. If Wes gives you anything in that regard, that's a bonus. And I saw a lot of him working with Harrison Barnes in the pick and roll uh, at practice. And, and JJ and Devin, too. Right, exactly. Those dudes that just love to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing that most intrigues me is the – I know he and Blake started working together really well the last couple of years uh, in terms of high-low type stuff and action and lob passes down to the post and getting DeAndre running full speed at the basket. Um, and Harrison Barnes is that kind of guy. I feel like he can mold his game into um, finding the mismatch, working the pick and roll with DeAndre. Um, he hasn't done it a lot thus far in his career because it hasn't been needed, but I feel like that's what they've been working on the most. And I can't wait to see how they use DeAndre and how he – how they just get him running at the basket full speed because he's really clever, man. Watching him in, in practice, if the initial action doesn't work, he knows how to pin a guy down, open up, swing his hips, get another entry pass, and just he's cleared out space, he's stronger than you, and you're it's checkmate. It's and a layup. And no one is going to be able to help off of their guy to help him because it's just not even worth it. You're not going to stop him. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're a 6'4", two-guard you cannot crack down as he's rolling to the rim because he's just going to jump right over you and put you on a Twitter video yeah. that is uh, that you're not going to want to see when you yeah. get home. So he just unlocks so many possibilities. Last year, you know, if you watched the Mavs last season, Dwight Powell was really, really, really good with that bench unit with him and, and Devin Harris and J.J. Brea and Yogi was in there and, and Dirk as well. DeAndre is two inches taller than Dwight. He's a little, I think, sturdier, a little, a little more imposing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, his frame's just different. Yeah, Dwight is explosive. Mm-hmm. He's going to go up and get the ball, and he's gotten so much better around the rim. But DeAndre is just like, you crank Dwight up to like 11. Yeah. And that's DeAndre. Now they'll be able to have those guys on the floor for 48 minutes consistently. It's not going to be a little trick that they pull out for eight minutes at a time. It's mm-hmm. going to be... 30 minutes of DeAndre and 18 minutes of Powell or 28 and 20 or however Rick wants to divide it up on any given night, they're going to be able to do it for 48 straight minutes. Yeah. And another thing, besides playing shorthanded on, you know, on the glass 
and protecting the rim and all the things that the Mavs have had to do to overcome that over the last couple of years, not being in your, at least in your starting unit, not being a proficient pick and roll team, that makes you do a lot of weird stuff. That yep. makes you have a lot of bad habits. That creates a lot of ugly possessions. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And we met, we bring it up in the interview, but dude looks lean. He really does. Like watching, I watched, um, you know, 100, 200 of his synergy possessions from last year, trying to figure out how the Clippers got him in situations where you just create a foot race back to the basket. He's a quick jumper. He's a two-foot jumper. He's a one-foot jumper. He's a jumper. Like, there's no, there's no in-between with DeAndre. Like, if the ball's up there, wherever he is, he's going to get it. And so I watched maybe 200 of those possessions, and I got a feel for, like, okay, his frame and his size, and seeing him in practice and seeing him today uh, and talking with him, I'm like, that dude's light. He's light for what I remember, what my eye remembers from watching him last year. So um, I think that's where the league's going anyway is lighter guys that can quick jump on you that can turn everything into a foot race and he seems like he's he's accepting that rather than what a lot of big dudes do which is fight that and try and bulk up and get stronger he seems like he's he's uh accepted the fact that this is a this is a track meet now one it's a big year for him personally for sure he's on a one-year contract Mm -hmm. so and he's 30 he's going to be 31 at the end of this season so if he wants to play, you know, later into his 30s, big men typically slow down. They lose a step. They lose some burst. So maybe shedding some weight is going to help him, you know, remain bouncy and springy and, and dominant on the inside. And before we before we get to DeAndre, I do want to say I know people got a lot of takes about him. I know everything that happened in 2015 upset a lot of people. And, you know, you've all those memories have kind of come flooding back to some fans. But, dude... This is my first time actually meeting him and talking to him, and he's such a good dude. Yeah, he's a such super a, guy. Such a cool guy. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's He was, like, so all in on doing this podcast, and he kind of made it his own thing. And, and we got to spend some time with him before we were recording, just hanging out there, you know, at the hole with, with DeAndre and Wesley and Harrison Barnes and a couple of the other guys. And he's just – he's such a personality. He's such yep. a funny guy. Everybody seems to like him. I mean, he really – I think this is going to be a funnier for a lot of people. So if you if you have any – uh, just any, hang ups. Any hard hard feelings or anything? Just give the guy a chance. He's going to win you over, and I, I think he's going to win you over by the time you finish listening to this podcast, and yeah. certainly by the end of the year, because he's a, he's a great dude, really really good guy, and and I I think he's going to be a really good Maverick. He has a super Texas personality. To he me, does. Where he's he was willing to talk to anybody, willing to crack jokes within a minute of knowing you. Uh, nice guy, welcoming, Southern hospitality, all that. Like he's. He's not what – whatever you built in your head about him from three years ago, that's really not him. We're sitting outside. I mean, it's it's mid-September, late September, so it's not as hot as it was a couple months ago. But you could you could have fooled me. I mean, yeah. it feels like August out there. We're sitting outside for two hours. I could not blame players for being a little miserable. Yeah. It's hot in Texas, and he is just sitting there, shades on, just loving it. Yeah, and within a minute of him knowing my name and – being introduced and same with you he's cracking jokes he's making fun of us he, we're making fun of him back and it's you know it's already hey this is how this goes with me this is who i am i i listen to everybody i react to everything i'm not gonna bury my head in my phone type of guy that's not him yeah he's uh he's got a willie nelson tattoo in the back of his leg yeah he does uh he's got a bob marley tattoo on his on his thigh um he's he's a interesting dude and uh i guess let's get to it let's meet our uh, our new best friend DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. 
right, guys. This is DeAndre Jordan here live from Hackleberry Country Club. What is it called? No, you got it. That was good. It was good. You keep got going. it. Keep, close, don't don't, don't stop, keep rolling. Don't, don't yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you said live, so you got to Hi, keep guys. Going. We're live at 12.55 from the Masters Open, Mavs Masters Open. This is DeAndre Jordan here. I have two guests with me, the machine and the computer. I'll, I'll take it. How did he know? How did he know that's my name? It's amazing. Texas A&M. <laughs> eight months. I he see did, the, he uh, did his research, clearly. He did. He's got the Aggie shorts on, repping it. Whoop. He's got the Willie Nelson tattoo. I think that's Willie Nelson yeah. on the back of the calf, right? Hell yeah. Repping Texas hard. Always. You going to be in Space Jam 2 or what? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to discuss those things. I can neither confirm nor deny that without proper... Uh, you signed a here. you signed yeah. a non-disclosure, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. All right. I mean, you're like kind of naturally a monster anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Run around blocking everybody's shot. Um, I'm digging the hair, by the Thank way. You, man. I, appreciate I love that. it. Love the look. My mom, she wants me to cut it, but I doubt that'll happen. So, yeah. season starting tomorrow, man. You got to look good. I know. I got to look really good. I got to get my beard cleaned up for my pictures tomorrow, and have to make sure I smile. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's really important. Yep. Looking lean, man. I'm trying, man. I. Uh, I've, I've switched over to a plant-based diet, um, and that's going pretty well for me so far. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes during the season. and um, But so far it's been, it's been great, and I just want to be able to be as healthy and as light as possible to, you know, play another 82 games and 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 give us everything I've got. Yeah. Is that a thing that you kind of had in the back of your mind when I re- reach this age, I'm going to start cutting a little bit of weight? I know Dirk's done that. Like, every year he shows up, he's like 5, 10 pounds lighter. Yeah, I mean, I uh, it was something that I wanted to do a while ago, and not so much to cut weight because I don't think I'm I'm a guy that needs to cut weight. Um, but I, it was just more so me being healthy and um, been doing a lot of reading, and I just wanted to, you know, give myself a, an advantage that way on, on, on the health side and uh, – and I think for me this summer it's been great, but I want to see how it, uh, how the transition is during the season. So you're what thirty now? <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not. I was, I was 29 before July were, 21st. Okay, so you were 20. So you're you're, you're 2010 now. You're 2010. Yeah. So, but you've been in the league now 10, 11 seasons. I mean, it feels like you're still in the prime of your career physically, right. but you've been around long enough to where you kind of know you kind of know how everything works. So, do you feel like a young guy? Do you feel like an old guy? Do you feel like in between? I don't know what I feel like. I um, I definitely felt like a young guy when I was 19, uh, my, my first season, and this being my 11th season, I uh, I feel fine. Uh, I, f- I feel great. I feel loose. I feel healthy. Um, so, for me, that's all that matters. I, you know, if, if somebody's 35 and they feel the same way, I mean, are they old? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, for me, I just want to, you know, stay as healthy and, and, and injury-free as possible, man, throughout the season and, and off season, and just make sure my body's right. We've been knowing about you for a while because Texas A&M, Texas boy, you know, uh, went to the Clippers initially. And I remember watching you when you were younger right. and uh, saying, that's where the league's going. You know, it's these agile bigs that can pick and roll. And then, what, third, fourth year, you started getting legit minutes. Right. Has mm-hmm. it been cool for you seeing the league kind of come towards your game right. and yeah. not you have to adapt necessarily? They come towards you? Yeah, it's been great. And for me, I've always wanted to be a great defender and, you know, playing around in college and early on in my career, guarding guards. And um, that was something that I really loved to do. I wanted to come out there and get stops and not only defend bigs, but if I got switched out on the pick and roll, I can guard these guys for, you know, eight, ten seconds, whatever it is, and uh, just to kind of give them a hard time because a lot of these guys, I mean, nobody can guard anybody one-on-one in this league. A lot of the guys are way too talented and too skilled, but um, just making it tough 
for them is great. So, you know, I, I owe a lot of that to my old teammates I used to play one-on-one -on -one with and just guarding those guys who are really great guards, handling the ball. I'm, I'm sure you guys can guess who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so that, that I feel like, you know, I, I owe a lot to those guys and getting me the way I am today. So this offseason was pretty exciting for Mavs fans. Yeah. You get Luka Doncic, and then basically the next day it's like, oh, yeah, they got Luka. They're probably going to get DeAndre, too. Yeah. It just happens so quick, and then a yeah. week later, next thing you know, you're, you're agreeing to terms with the Mavs. So it seemed to come together quick for us. Right. What was that process like for you to basically – I mean, it's July 1st, and you're already – you're here. Yeah, for me it was, it was really a no-brainer. Um, I, I had a great – uh, tenure with the Clippers and uh, I had great teammates. Doc was a, an amazing coach and I really thank those guys. But for me, it was, you know, it was obviously time to move on and um, enter a new chapter in my career and in my life. And, um, you know, we almost had this thing going three years ago. And I'm, you know, so for me, whenever it, the opportunity came up again, um, I knew where I wanted to go. So. And it worked out, man. And yeah. this time around, it's it's Luca, it's Dennis, who you've played against yeah. last season a few mm -hmm. times, so you know what he's capable of. So how excited are you to to immediately come in and you got two guys that can give you the ball for uh, for easy baskets? I'm excited, man. You know, Rick is a great coach. Um, Luca is, is is amazing. I've seen you know him live here at, at the practice site and on film and things like that and playing against Dennis and, and Wes and Harrison, obviously, for years. And Dirk is amazing and you know Harrison and I were, were Olympic teammates so we kind of got that bond and you know for me I just wanted to be somewhere where I, where I was wanted and where I fit and this was this was the place. So. To that end I'm sure it was pretty weird for you last year CP3's gone Blake goes to Detroit mm -hmm. you're sitting there going we had we had this thing yeah we had this thing going <laughs> we were the most exciting team in basketball yeah. and now it's and now it's me and a bunch of you know young dudes yeah. what was that like man? Um it was it was tough for a minute, you know. Uh, obviously, with the changes that the franchise made and the, the direction they wanted to go in, um, and you know things like that happened. But uh, I obviously, wish it would have happened a different way. Uh, <laughs> they would. They, I wish they would have told us that's what they wanted to do instead of you know because you know Blake's thing. You know, I can't really speak on it because I, that's not my situation. Um, but I'm pretty sure that was tough for for a guy to you know think he's going to be somewhere pretty much for the rest of his career and then. Some months later, he, he's not there. So uh, I'm pretty sure that was a tough situation. But um, as for me, I, um, I just wanted to, like I said, continue to play basketball and give those guys everything I had. And for me, I wanted to do it for my teammates. Uh, I don't want to let those guys down. And I'm not a quitter. So I, I wanted to continue to play and, um, and you know, give the fans you know, what, what I felt they gave me for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. These last couple of years around here, you know, the team had this run of going to the playoffs every year, winning 50 games, and in the last couple of years they haven't made it to the playoffs. But then they get Luka, they get you, and all of a sudden the players who were who have been around here the last couple of years, their faces light up and say, DeAndre the energy Luka is in the different same right now. Yeah, there, there's a there's a vibe here. Do you feel do you feel that? What what is the what is the mood of this team? How's I mean, how's the chances? For, for been me, here? I always going through the season with, with with extremely high hopes. I mean, I don't want to go in and us thinking, oh well, yeah, we we want to make the playoffs because if we go in just thinking we want to make the playoffs, I feel like we failed as a team. Um, you want to aspire for for bigger things than that, and I feel like if you ask the other 14 guys on this team, they'll say the exact same thing. And I think that uh, we just want to come out and, and, and work as hard as we can and, and and gel as a team and, you know, then everything else will take care of itself. And we go out there and play as hard as we can and, and play smart. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be just fine. For a big man, your strengths are so 
like tens on time in terms of vertical strength, how you run the pick and roll. What do you work on in the off season? What do you refine? What do you come back in the summer and go, hey, I'm I'm this much better in this area? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, I just want to work on everything. I want to be a better talker. I want to be a better defender. I want to be a better free throw shooter. Obviously, I, I improved last year, but I want to be even better. Um, and just different aspects of my game that I feel like I need to improve and I want to improve. Just, you know, for me, I, I, I can score the basketball whenever guys put me in a position to be successful. And um, But I also want to be a better passer for guys, a better cutter, a better screener. Um, whatever my teammates and, and Rick need me to do for our team to be successful, I'm going to do those things. Are you happy now that you don't have to guard Dirk anymore? Yeah. He's, all of a sudden he's a center yeah, the last couple of years. Yeah, I, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. But, but you know, Dirk is a, obviously a, a first ballot Hall of Fame guy, so I want to learn as many things from him as I can um, when, when he's not talking trash to me yeah. on the court. Um, so for me, I think um, with Dirk, he's going to be great for everybody. I think uh, him spreading the floor. Uh, him being a threat because he is. He's, he, he definitely is a threat out there. Guys have to respect his jumper and his, his um, just his presence out there. You, ha- you have to you have to honor it. And he's going to be a big threat to us this season. Over the last five years, I think I looked it up. There's been one guy that's played more than 25 minutes a game at center for the Mavs. Mm-hmm. I know they've been sliding Dirk up to the five, right. and the last guy was Zaza. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up, and I was like, okay, DeAndre had 260 offensive rebound possessions last year. Right. The Mavs is, as a team had 340 and I'm looking at it and I'm saying not necessarily a question just thank you for being here <laughs> being, 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 being a legit five that we can roll out there and we go you know what we're not losing the rebounding battle tonight right. you know we can yeah. defend anybody right whatever they throw at us we got it now right. I guess how excited are you to get in with this group of dudes that's growing get in here with Dirk get in here with Barnes I know your relationship with Wes is really good mm. known him for a long time um just talk to me about the chemistry that y'all gonna have early on. I think we're gonna have great chemistry, man. We got a lot of veteran guys. We got some young guys who I feel like are smart, basketball savvy. They're they're really they have high basketball IQs. You know, Luca's been a been a pro for years, so he understands the game. Um, so I feel like we're gonna be great, man. Whatever unit we put out there, I feel like everybody's gonna gel well. And I'm, so I'm really excited for us to get in camp. And, you know, just get some different guys together, different units, and, and just see what works well together because I feel like we're all going to be great. So many different moving pieces you can put out there. You can go small. We can go big. We can traditional lineup, whatever it is. Um, I think we got a lot of we got a lot of firepower. And it all starts tomorrow. Yeah, Can't man. wait. Can't we're wait. excited. DeAndre, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, you for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate yes, it. Thanks, thank fellas. You. Appreciate it.